Welcome to Self-Compassionate Professor, a podcast helping academics and former academics to find wellness, meaning, purpose, and freedom in life and career. I'm Danielle Delamar. Glad you're here. Hello, y'all. I come to this podcast today feeling very strange, feeling down, feeling scared, feeling anxious and stressed. Coronavirus has officially taken over. Today has been such a weird day. My kids' schools shut down. My husband's campus is about to shut down. My best friend has a sore throat after having traveled out of the country. Super scary. And I'm consuming a lot of news, which has also been super scary. I just listened to President Trump talk about what he's going to do to deal with this crisis, and it was not reassuring. It was another layer of scary. This is a global crisis, and there is so much anxiety everywhere, and I am having trouble feeling supported. I want to talk now about why it's important to fully feel your anxiety. And you may be feeling as anxious as I am about the coronavirus, or maybe you're feeling really anxious about something else, or maybe you can identify something, at least when you think about it, that is anxiety producing for you. Let me start with the story. And then I want to get into my overall argument, which is we need to be fully turning into our emotions, even though it's uncomfortable to do that. So I'll start here. When I was in high school, I loved, loved, loved the movie, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. And I didn't really know why at the time. I felt sort of like a weirdo for liking the movie because it was a really dark and really heavy movie. But something about this movie touched me very, very deeply. And as I think about it now, what it gave me was this go-ahead to feel the deep pain that I felt often as a kid. I was a really depressed teenager. And my culture, I grew up in Utah. And in Utah, you need to be upbeat and bubbly and smiley and excited all the time. And so my culture told me that I shouldn't fully acknowledge my sadness. It it just wasn't okay. My culture told me you should be positive all the time. Yet when I watched What's Eating Gilbert Grape, I allowed myself for maybe the first time to feel the depression of the characters and in feeling their depression I was able to feel my own I was able to touch it even if it was just for a little bit and even if it wasn't my direct depression but I could feel theirs sort of vicariously which allowed me to touch my own there was something about that experience that changed me for a few days 
Um, so let me let me do a little summary of the movie so that you can kind of understand where I'm coming from. If you haven't seen it or if it's been a long time since you've seen it, it's about this mom who's become so obese that she has to rely on her children and their older children, these are not babies, to take care of her. She has to rely on them to take care of their home. And because she also has a special needs son, her oldest children, a son and a daughter, are forced to take almost full responsibility for their younger brother as well. And by the way, the special needs brother is Leonardo DiCaprio. He's fantastic in that movie. And Johnny Depp is the, the older brother who is the one who takes most of the responsibility for DiCaprio's character. Uh, that's just a side note. Anyway, if you haven't seen it, you should. It's fantastic. The mom is really traumatized for a number of reasons. From what I remember, her husband, uh, the kid's dad, died by suicide. And the movie is about how this family functions as best they can under these really difficult uh, ex experiences under this very emotional, uh, traumatic event that happened to them. And, it, it, and what you can see from it is that the mother never processed her emotions, which is a big reason for her obesity. And she's then unable to take care of herself and she's unable to take care of her children and nobody can really take care of anybody emotionally but they kind of go through the day-to-day -day logistical functions of eating and sleeping and oh god it's really depressing anyway i watched the movie as a as a teenager and i loved it it felt like i finally got an opportunity to like scratch an itch I'd had for a number of years. It was an opportunity to feel deeply sad and not perky, right? As my, my culture would want me to feel. It was then really deeply satisfying. And after having watched the movie for the first time, my emotional energy changed for a few days. I felt calmer, I felt more stable, I felt less reactive. And as I look back on how I felt during those few days that followed my watching the movie for the first time, I'm realizing I really was just more grounded at that time. And I didn't understand that. I just understood it as, I really liked that movie. It was a great movie and I don't know why because it was dark and heavy and you know, a lot of people in my culture didn't like that movie very much. Anyway, there was so much pain and sadness in that movie, but I took that pain and sadness from the movie and I sort of ingested it and I felt so much better. I felt so, so much better. And now I realize that the reason I felt better is one, because like I said, I grounded myself. I, I wasn't denying my emotions. I wasn't running to, you know, attach to other people to tell me how to feel. I was actually feeling my own emotions and that grounded me in a lot of ways. Um, but I, I finally got this opportunity to turn into my emotional pain and this pain I'd been feeling for years and I finally got to touch it and touching it meant acknowledging me. It meant acknowledging my feelings. It meant giving myself attention, which I wasn't accustomed to doing. And after a long period of denying the sadness I carried with me, 
I turned into and greeted my emotions. For those two hours, I didn't have to abandon myself like I always had in the past. For those two hours, it was okay to feel the deep sadness I felt in my everyday life. And at the time, I didn't realize just how difficult my childhood was. But as I look back, I know that seeing that movie allowed me to see others living in traumatic circumstances. And it helped me to not feel so alone. It helped me to feel like it was okay to have the feelings I was having. Because all of those characters were having those feelings. So the questions, I guess, that are coming up for me right now as I as I talk about this and talk about the importance of turning into your emotions because it grounds you because it makes it so you're not abandoning yourself is how are you shooting on yourself this is a question one of my friends asked me the other day and she also asked after she asked the how are you shooting on yourself question is what do you really need so when I was a teenager I was shooting on myself by telling myself I should be happy, I should be upbeat, always. But as I look back, what I really needed was to feel the pain. I needed to acknowledge how emotionally difficult the reality I lived in was. And this, since I've become an adult, I've found that this is a basic human yearning. We all want to feel, but often we won't let ourselves uh, because we don't think it's okay to feel the emotion that we're feeling. Or it might be that it's too uncomfortable, right? Like if I'm going to turn into feeling a sense of guilt, that's way too uncomfortable. So I'm not going to do it. So those are my questions for you. The same questions that my friend asked me the other day. How are you shooting on yourself? And what do you actually really need? And when she asked me that question the other day, I was like, okay, I think I should put my kids down every single night, no matter what, period. But what do I really need? Ugh. Well, I really need a break. I need to not feel so cooped up because that's how I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling really cooped up, forcing myself to put my kids down every night when I could just say, you know what, on Thursday nights... I'm not going to do that. I'm going to walk out of here and, I don't know, go to a coffee shop or do something for myself while my husband puts the kids down. So I wouldn't have been able to ask myself those questions. How are you shooting on yourself and what do you really need? Unless I were willing to turn into my feelings. And once I realized I was feeling cooped up, that's when I realized, oh, well, what I really need is a break. So Often when we feel we should do something, we deny our emotional experiences. We tuck them away, we hide them, we tell ourselves they're not important. So it might be, you know, my job makes me feel awful. It makes me feel anxious and stressed, whatever it is. But I should like my job. I should be happy with my work. I'm lucky because I have a tenure track job. And a lot of people don't have that, so I shouldn't feel this way. And so in that, we turn away from our emotions. We don't let them speak to us. And when we don't let them speak to us, we, we become unable to address our own needs, right? So what our emotions allow us to do is live more fully in the present. 
we can listen to our loved ones more deeply. We can forgive and show more compassion to others. We can also show more compassion to ourselves. And all of those things make us feel more grounded and healthier and happier. And ultimately what all of those things do is they allow us to live our lives fully, right? When you fully experiencing your emotions, when you're, when you're experiencing the really super good ones at one end of the continuum and the super awful, terrible, terrifying ones at the other end of the continuum, you're living a full human existence. But if you don't let yourself feel that full range of emotions, you're not. So right now, as a society, we're experiencing a pandemic, the coronavirus. And like I said, I've been so anxious and so scared. I'm so overwhelmed by these strong emotions. And as a result of that overwhelm, I'm, I've been really, really confused about what to do and how to make plans for my family and how to make plans for me and how to do the right thing. I just don't know what to do. Um, and so I feel, so what I've, what I've noticed after I started to, to turn in is that I have felt like I've been spinning. I've been feeling the last few days, like I've been living in this wave. You know, you know, when you get caught in a wave, right? Like I, I do boogie boarding sometimes when I go to California, it doesn't happen very often now, but when I was a kid, I would do it all the time. And you know how the waves sort of crash you around and there are times when you don't even know what way is up. You're just sort of lost in the water. Well, that's kind of how this experience has felt for me. I haven't known over the last couple days how to live my everyday life. I've been confused and I've had a hard time taking basic care of chores and answering my kids' questions. I've been overwhelmed by emotions and absolutely unable to manage my daily life. I've been so ungrounded. I've just been swirling around in this wave of confusion and overwhelm and fear and anxiety. And it wasn't until I acknowledged my feelings of fear. It wasn't until I turned into my emotional reality that I noticed how they felt in my body. And once I clarified what was going on within me, that's when I became equipped to slowly begin living my life again. I told my husband I'd get a bunch of stuff done today so that I could prepare our family for possible illness and for school closures and all the stuff, but I haven't done it. And until I turned into my emotions, I just whirled around in my wave of fear and got even more anxious when I thought about what to tell him about the fact that I didn't do anything today. As I whirled around in my wave of fear, I got even more anxious about going to the store to stock up on medicines and food. And as I whirled around in that same wave of fear, I got even more anxious about canceling appointments with clients. My kids are gonna be home next for the next few weeks, so I can't really take clients right now. As I whirled around in this wave of fear, I got even more anxious about my putting this podcast episode out. Instead of doing anything productive, I just whirled around in stress. <laughs> I just whirled around in anxiety and confusion, not knowing what to do. 
and not serving anyone around me very well. But once I turned into the reality of my emotions and gave myself time to fully feel them, I was gifted with just the tiniest bit of energy. And it was this energy to serve, the energy to do this podcast, which I hope helps some people who are swirling around in their own waves of fear. And what I've found and what you should know is that when you finally turn away from the swirling wave of anxiety and confusion and you just allow yourself to feel whatever it is you're feeling, you don't have to move quickly, right? You can just feel it, take the break, and then think to yourself, what can I do just as a basic first step instead of freezing? One step at a time, very slowly, let's stop shooting on ourselves. Let's turn into our emotions. And as we sit there fully present with ourselves and fully acknowledging what we're going through, let's then ask ourselves what we actually need. In my, in my sort of freaked out feelings over the last few days, I've realized I needed a break without punishing myself. And once I did that, I was finally able to take steps in the right direction. And again, I did not take steps quickly. I did it very slowly. And I got things done, not as quickly as I wanted. I still have a lot of things on my to-do list, but at least I'm moving toward getting things done. And my talking right now in this podcast is evidence that I am getting things done. And what that also means is that I'm not swirling in my wave of stress anymore. It doesn't mean that the wave of stress isn't going to come back. But for the time being, because I turned into my emotions just for a little bit, I'm not in that wave right now. So then the question becomes, how is any of this relevant to what this podcast is about? How is it relevant to career wellness? Especially if you're hearing this after the pandemic's over, right? You're like, what are we even talking about? Well, let me tell you. So often we ignore our emotions and as a result, we ignore our needs. And in that, we not only become less productive in our work, our work becomes a struggle. It no longer is fulfilling. And that's because we stopped allowing ourselves to feel. Remember that we as humans must feel. It's a basic human need. We all yearn to feel. Feeling feels good, even if the feeling is terrible. When you feel, you connect to yourself. And when you connect to yourself, you figure out what you need and you make decisions, career decisions and other kinds of decisions that serve your needs. Too often we make decisions that serve external expectations without considering the effects on our own wellness. Like what is that doing to you internally to make that decision? So 
as a kid, I lived in the same wave of fear. And for those two hours, when I watched What's Eating Gilbert Grape, I let myself feel my own anxiety. And for a few days, I felt grounded. More grounded than I usually feel, than I usually felt back then. And now, with the coronavirus pandemic, it wasn't until I felt my own anxiety that I could actually move through the world productively. So feeling your emotions is basic. It's a basic step toward human happiness. Take some time to turn in right now, especially if you're listening to this podcast in real time and you're dealing with coronavirus fears. Take some time to notice what it is you're going through. Notice how it feels in your body to feel the fear. And give yourself that break. I'm just going to lay on my bed and feel everything that is associated with this fear. And you might think, oh, I feel it in my stomach. And you might think, all right, I'm back after getting interrupted by my husband. He just came in the door and was like, Del, he calls me Del because my last name is Delamar. Anyway, what I was saying is that if we can turn into our emotions, emotions, we're going to feel better and you'll feel acknowledged and stronger if you do it. You'll feel better prepared to make the decisions that you need to make in your life and to do the things you need to do. It will serve not just you, but it will also serve those around you. All right, me signing off. Please be well. I'm going to try to be well myself and keep my family well. Take care. Thanks for joining me today on Self-Compassionate Professor. I'm Danielle Delamar, wishing you a wonderful day and much happiness, health, and peace. Take care.